Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Sick Podcast with Draft Vogel. I'm John Vogel, your host, and we are live for the first time ever. Special guest coming in here with us. I'm coming to you from Mobile, Alabama. I'm at the Reese Senior Bowl, and we've got a very, very special guest that's going to get into some really good stuff. Uh, but first, Shane, you're back there in the studio. Let's get this thing rolling. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Draft Vogel. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The sickest NFL Draft show. It's going to be sick. And as always, the sick, the sickest podcast network is brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the DraftKings code SICKSPORTS to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL bet. We got Pro Bowl coming up. We got the Super Bowl next week. You still have time to get in on the game day action, so make sure that you do that. Go over there with our friend to our friends at DraftKings, code SICKSPORTS. And get those that free money. Just put in a bet. Don't even have to win it. Uh, so with that being said, we have Mark Jarvis joining us tonight. It's going to be me and Mark uh, and a special guest that we're going to bring in here in just a minute. But Mark, how are we doing tonight, man? Doing pretty good, man. Right on the fumes a little bit, but doing good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So uh, if you can't tell, my face is a little redder than usual. Uh, it, it's been sunny in Mobile the last couple of days. And my face has taken the consequences of it. So, you know, little little sore here. I was looking at myself and I was like, dang it. This first time I'm looking at myself all day and I'm like sunburnt all up. Yeah, I was wondering. Um, I saw that. I'm like, is it that cold down there? I'm used to the your face getting red from being cold up here. So I was like, I thought it was in the 50s down there. <laughs> no, no. We're in the 60s. It's been 65 for the last couple of days and sunny. So, yeah, sunburnt. Perfect. We got a special guest, man. Uh, we want to get into some football. Uh, Reese's Senior Bowl, we're going to have a whole lot of content about that coming up here in the near future. But first, we want to make sure we get into our special guest, Ben Bryant, the quarterback from Northwestern in the NFL draft, fresh out of the Hula Bowl. And Ben, how's it going? How's everything and how's life? It's going great uh, down here in South Florida, uh, training with Test Football Academy. Um, and Tony Rassiopi, who's my quarterback coach, um, having a lot of fun, learning a lot, meeting a lot of great people, and it's it's been a fun experience so far. 
That's awesome that Tony's working with you because Tony is one of the top quarterback coaches, private coaches in the country, if nobody's familiar with him. Uh, the guy that coached Kenny Pickett, basically, and a whole lot of other really good quarterbacks in the last few years. It's a good guy to be with. Uh, so I'm happy to hear you doing that. To get started with our interview, Ben, I wanted to talk to you about how you got into football. I think football's everybody's story of how they get into these things is unique, right? Um, everybody's got a different path. And because of that, it's always cool to see all the different paths that lead people to the same, you know, sport, the same venture, which is to win football games. So for you, where did football start in your life? Yeah, for me, football started at a really young age um, down down in my basement with my dad. We're just playing, playing catch, teaching me how to throw the ball. Um, He actually played at Eastern Michigan University. um, So he's. He played football his whole life, and um, I think that kind of that kind of transferred into me. And he he kind of wanted to see that in me, and um, I think I always kind of wanted to be like him and uh, play football like him and do the same thing that he did. Um, so growing up, um, kind of figured out early on that I had a pretty good arm, um, not just in football but in baseball and all all those other sports that require throwing. Um, but yeah, I started playing flag football probably in like fifth or sixth grade or maybe no probably like third or fourth grade actually my mom wasn't a fan of sending me out and getting tackled too young but um I started I think I started tackling sixth grade um but yeah I I, I really enjoyed it uh found found a big passion for it uh young and um always looked up to the guys at my high school who um who were really good and ended up playing in college and um just always loved football so much and um, just kind of it just kind of sparked from there. Now, when you were coming out of high school, you were a three-star guy, uh, Lagrange, right? Is that how you say it, Lagrange, Lagrange? Lagrange, yeah. Lagrange, okay. See, like, I've been, I've been, I'm in Mobile right now, man. Everything's weird. Uh, <laughs> when you came out, you're a three-star guy, and you commit initially to Cincinnati. What kind of led you to that decision? And you know, what kind of helped you? What made you? What made Cincinnati home for you? Yes, I was actually originally committed to Wisconsin. Um, I was committed to Wisconsin. I have a crazy story. Um, in starts Let's, get into it. Let's go. Let's through college. So I commit to Wisconsin. I think um, I get an offer summer going into my junior year. And then I commit to Wisconsin. Um, took a couple of visits, commit to Wisconsin, probably – January of January of uh, actually, I don't honestly I don't remember I remember the timing too well so long ago, but uh, yeah so so eighteen you you were the class of eighteen so yeah probably sixteen seventeen right yeah something like that and then so I committed to Wisconsin yeah right after junior year I committed to Wisconsin and then. Um, so I was committed there for a few months. Um, things were going well. Um, and then I got another offer to Georgia. And just like everyone else, I was proud of it. And I posted it on Twitter, not really meaning anything. I was so completely committed to Wisconsin and everything like that. And um, But the next day I got a call from the coach saying that, they didn't feel like I would be a good fit there anymore because they don't think I'm committed. And 
I think at the end of the day, it was a it was an excuse to take another guy, which they took two weeks later. So I, I kind of felt like, and, and I think looking back, I could see communication kind of dwindling a little bit. Um, so I think they just kind of used that as an excuse to get another guy, which is totally fine. But I'm happy the way it ended out because I ended up going to Cincinnati um, after that, which was a, a process to figure that out. But uh, my dad grew up in Cincinnati, so that was kind of a, a, a way of connecting there. Um, and then uh, Coach Gino Caduli is the, was the quarterback coach there at the time, and um, he's someone that I just clicked with right away. He's he's the quarterback coach at Notre Dame right now, um, but he was he was a big a big um, factor in my recruitment. Also, Mike Dembrock, who's back at Notre Dame now, was at LSU. LSU offense coordinator this past year, but he's back at uh, Notre Dame now. Um, those two guys were, were crucial for me um, in deciding to go to Cincinnati. And also Coach Fickle, who um, I can't say enough good things about Coach Fickle. Um, great guy, great, really good coach. I know he's going to do really good things at Wisconsin and continue to do great things his whole career. Um, but, yeah, I ended up going to Cincinnati and having a really good time there. Um, I, back, I got to back up Desmond Ritter, um, who – was a great quarterback, taught me a ton of things. Um, he's having success in the league, um, so mm-hmm. I'm super proud of him. Uh, but, yeah, and then I don't know if you want, to, want me to keep talking about my whole well, story. Well, yeah, because that's the, that's the first half of it, right? We got the oh, first three sorry. years in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. And the next three years, you're at three different schools, Eastern Michigan, which I think you said your dad played there? Yeah, my dad played there, and my mom also went there. That's, that's where they met. Oh, so. see? So, yeah, so, like, home, it was home away from home, right? Yeah, so and then, so it's Eastern Michigan, and then back to Cincinnati, and then your final year at Northwestern. So now that we know a little bit about Cincinnati and why you went there, and know now that Eastern Michigan, you know why you would have gone there. What what led you to pick Northwestern with your final year of eligibility? Yeah, so um, I broke my foot. Um, I think the second to last game of the twenty two season at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was planning on coming out that year, planning on declaring for the draft and um, taking a shot at the NFL. But with my foot being broken, I had a Liz Frank injury. So that's a six month recovery. So I felt like if I couldn't do a pro day or the combine, um, I felt like it wouldn't be good for me to leave that year with one, one year of eligibility left. I felt like I'll, I'll take the extra year and um, see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. So decided to come back, came back to Cincinnati, um, rehab, uh, participated in spring ball. And uh, it was with a new coaching staff. So Coach Fickle had left. He had went to Wisconsin at the end of the season. And uh, we had Coach uh, Scott Satterfield come in from Louisville. Um, so he brought him – he brought his staff in and um, – they're a really good staff. I mean, great, great guys, really good strength staff I have there. Um, but they also brought in a transfer quarterback, um, Emery Jones, who um, they paid a lot of money to. And you kind of know how the whole transfer thing works now with NIL. And they're, they're dishing out a lot of money. And the, the money kind of tells tells the story behind the intentions of the coach a lot of times. Um, and also, I think they kind of wanted a quarterback that – fit their system a little better than me. 
me being a more of a pocket passer guy. Um, right. Murray, more of a, a dual threat type of guy who can run a lot. Um, and where they had Malik Malik Cunningham, I think, in the year before that at Louisville. So they kind of wanted his his kind of style of, of play. Mm-hmm. So I, I went through spring ball. I felt like I had a really good spring. Um, but And they said it was going to be a competition going into fall camp. But I, I just I kind of saw the writing on the wall. And it being my sixth year, I couldn't afford to not play. So I explored my options. And um, Northwestern reached out and took a visit there and was blown away. Um, really, really connected well with Coach uh, Fitzgerald. Um, he's, he's a great guy and, um, that's a whole nother story of him, him, uh, ending up getting fired a month after I got there. But, um, yeah, I was super excited to come back home cause it's only like 45 minutes from my house where I grew up. So it was, it was super cool for my family to be that close and, um, friends from high school to come to games and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I came, I went to Northwestern, um, I think I started like mid June and then a month later coach Fitz gets fired. Um, I had no idea about the hazing allegations or investigation that was going on. Um, kind of found out about it last minute when all of a sudden he gets fired and I, I had no idea what was going on, but um, coach Braun stepped in and did a really good job and we had a really, really successful year with him and now he's the head coach. So, I don't regret any decision I made over my course course of my career, and I think it's only made me better, and I've learned so much from it. I've learned so many different offenses. I had the last three years, I I learned four offenses in three years and been around a bunch of different coaches and picked picked little parts of um, their coaching style and uh, translated it into my game. So it's been a a good experience. I'm I'm super thankful for all I've been through. Jarvis? Yeah, so I'm curious, you know, like you said, they brought in Emory, Emory and he, you know, got a decent amount of money to come in. You kind of saw the writing on the wall. Did you ever hesitate in terms of transferring out where you're like, maybe I should just stay and if I lose this job, that's okay? Or are you all the way like, hey, I see it coming. I need to go somewhere where I can play my family here. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to leave. I really, it took, it took a lot out of me to leave because I love Cincinnati. I mean, that's the place where I committed to. Um, I, ha- I have so many good friends there um, and I didn't want to leave. I really, I had, but I think it came down to my close circle of people. Um, my parents, um, Jeff Weiner, who's my marketing agent and um, does, a, does a lot for me. Um, all those people kind of helped me and guide me through that process and um, told me things that I might not want to hear, but um in the end, I think it all worked out. And like I said, I didn't want to leave, but I had to be selfish and um, think about my future. And I, I think I am more than capable of being an NFL quarterback. And I don't think I'd have much of a chance if I was sitting on a bench for my senior year. So I don't know if selfish is the right word. It's, you know, it's, it's your future, man. You know, and it's yeah. your career. It's, it's football, right? It's the era we're living in where, you know, NIL, they can just, (laughs) hey, some guy's coming in from the portal and we're going to give him a bunch of money. And, yeah, we might say it's a competition, but that's the unfortunate (laughs) – I don't want to say unfortunate era of college football because it's good guys are getting paid. But it's it's definitely a different landscape. Yeah, and so many guys are leaving for for money now. And 
for myself, I never left. I never transferred for money. It was always to play and to, to compete. So I think that's where I differ a lot, where people look at my story and they say like, oh, he left and he was searching for the next big opportunity but or, or the money. But no, I never left for money. I left to, to do what the right thing was for me. So. So when you transferred to Eastern Michigan, was it, it was purely for playing time? Yeah. So at Cincinnati, um, I was backing up Desmond Ritter. And um, so I had, I'd been there for three years, 2018 through 2020. Um, and then he was kind of on the, on the fence, whether he wanted to declare or not. And he decided to come back for another year. And I'm like, I'm ready to play. Like I'm going into my fourth year now. And, I had started one game, um, but had a lot of ex- experience in games at the end of games, whatever. But myself and all the coaches at Cincinnati knew I was ready to play. So that, that kind of led to the decision there where I was just ready to play and get some experience. So, And so they were ready to welcome you right back with open arms when, when you played that year at Eastern Michigan. So, you know, here's my season of actual playing. You know, Desmond's gone. They're like, yeah, come on back, please, right? Yeah, 100%. They uh, – I honestly felt like I never left. Um, I came back and it was right where, right where we picked off. So, or I picked up right where I left off. So it it was really good. Um, I was super thankful to get that opportunity to go back. I got two questions for you here. One's a little bit more off the path. It's, I don't want to say it's a silly question, but as a Cincinnati area native, I have to ask you, you know, you're not from around here. What do you think of Skyline Chili? I love it. Okay. (laughs) I just had to clarify because I know some some guys come in and they're you know from around the country and they come yeah. to Cincinnati like that's the worst thing I've ever eaten. And some guys embrace it like I love Cincinnati. It's kind of my, chili. My grandparents uh, used to live in Cincinnati and we'd we'd visit them and get Skyline every time. So I had I had the taste for it when I was young. So uh, <laughs> oh so look we, at this he, he just I would got get Bengals draft board. That's what just happened right there. <laughs> Um, the other question I wanted to ask you, and, and you kind of mentioned it, all of your transfers were relatively close to home in a way, you know, Eastern Michigan, you had that connection through your dad, Cincinnati, you had that connection. And then going up to uh, Northwestern, you're 45 minutes from home. Um, do you feel like you're ready to kind of, if a team ends up, you know, hey, it's Los Angeles or something like that, like you're ready to make that jump away from home and away from that type of uh, network? Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm 24. I've, I'm mature enough to handle it. And um, I've been, I mean, at Cincinnati, I was away from home for, I think, sometimes like four months at a time. So I'll be, I'll be excited to go anywhere, honestly. Um, I'm young. I'm, I'm ready to go anywhere. So. so let's talk about the Hula Bowl a little bit because you just had the opportunity to go down to Orlando and play there. Uh, what were you able to take away from the event? And what can you tell people about the event and how it helps you? uh in your draft process yeah it was a it was a really good experience uh, my my coach uh, my offensive coordinator and quarterback coach was ron turner who has been around for a really long time he's coached um, he was the head coach at illinois for like eight years he actually coached at northwestern so we kind of made that connection um coach for the bears a bunch of different nfl teams college teams um so i learned a lot from him he 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 talked a lot with me about things I could improve on and things that I'm doing well at right now. Um, and then just being around some of those top guys. I mean, um, I really enjoyed I, I I knew some of the quarterbacks going in there. Um, I didn't know some of them personally, but it was really cool to like connect with them and um, kind of pick their brain on different things. And 
um, just go out there and compete against them too. I mean, I think if anything, I learned that I'm, I'm just as good as any of these guys. Um, and I felt, I felt like I had a really good week. I think the game was, you don't, you don't really get much of an opportunity in the game. Um, you get two drives and it's really more about the, the week of practice. Um, but I thought it was a really fun week and I, I learned a lot and took a lot away from it. Now, didn't you lead like a, speaking? I know that the game isn't much of an opportunity, but wasn't there wasn't there some late game heroics from Ben Bryant? Didn't I hear something about that? No. <laughs> no. Oh man, I really, kind of. I, I really got to throw the ball. I was I wasn't happy. I got like three throws, and they were all like <sighs> game throws. I wasn't. I wasn't uh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so let's talk about going forward, right? You've played in a lot of different offenses. You said four in the last three years you've had to learn. Yep. You know, is there a specific offensive style that you've enjoyed more than others? What, what place did you enjoy playing more? Uh, probably, I really enjoyed both Cincinnati and Northwestern. Those offenses, I think, were my favorite to play in. I think that both of them, um, had characteristics of an NFL offense in them, but also uh, college, kind of college style. Um, but I think both of those schools did a really good job of doing what, like playing to my strength. So we're not gonna, I'm not gonna run like Q power, or that type of thing. Like I'm gonna drop back and throw the ball down the field or go play action, hand the ball a few times, go play action, um, do some RPOs, that sort of thing. and. Um, but I think both offenses I learned a lot from. And I think what helped me a lot at Northwestern was I had a coach um, in Mike Bajakian who coached in the NFL for a while too. He coached um, at Tampa Bay um, when Jameis Winston was a rookie. Um, he was his quarterback coach. So I think I learned a lot from him. And I was super thankful to have that opportunity to learn from him um, the year before I entered the, the NFL. So I think both places are, were, were cool offenses to play in. And, um, but, yeah. Okay, so John, if you don't if you, mind me jumping go ahead. in, I yeah, got go a ahead, question Jarvis, for go you. Ahead. So what were the main differences between those two offenses? If you don't mind me asking. I don't think there were – I think we got on our center a little bit more at Northwestern. Um, so I was thankful to get that experience because, obviously, in the NFL, more people go on our center. But I think it's honestly kind of – dwindling a little bit more. I think more NFL teams are starting to go shotgun a little bit more. Um, but I think um, it's really just little variations of plays like, um, oh, like like at, at Northwestern, my offense coordinator didn't like to run corner routes. So it's like instead of running a 45-degree a corner route, he's kind of running more flat. That So like little things like that um, really just – different philosophies from offensive coordinators and um, just kind of playing to the strengths of our, our different players that we had on each team. So very similar, but there were some differences. Is there a particular concept that you just love it when coach dials up? I love throwing a deep, deep in cut over the middle, having something, something like a three by one, maybe a, uh, something to the boundary, um, like a, a yes, no type of read where 
he wins, I throw. If he doesn't, I'm progressing on. And then coming off to the field and just reading the flat defender out to the field with a, a deep in cut with someone in the flat, I think that's a really easy play, like a, a good third down play that a lot of people run. Um, but I think I'm, I'm money on that play. I love just ripping a deep in cut down the middle of the field. If you had to point to a certain skill set, you know, on your tool belt, belt per se, right, a certain skill that you have, what do you think is the number one thing that you do, the best thing on that tool belt that you present? I think it's anticipation. I think I throw with anticipation very well. Um, I, I feel like I have a good sense of knowing when receivers are getting in and out of their breaks. I really look for when their hips drop. Um, so that sort of thing, I think I do that really well and throw the ball on time. So if there is a defender on their hip or the defender's playing him pretty well, then I can defeat that um, that good coverage with great timing and accuracy. Um, so I think I've I've really um, felt like that's that's a good strength for me. Okay, so if you have, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. If you have, um, if you, if you're dropping back, you're getting into your footwork, right? Are you a faster play style? Or you. Do you, do you like playing fast, one, two, three, four, five, on five-step drop? Or are you more of a, if you're going into a 12-yard hitch, one, two, three? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it depends on the play. Um, if it's a, let's say we got a 10-yard out, I'm taking a, a three-step drop, no hitch, throwing it on my third step. That's a timing a timing throw. If it's a an over route and it's, it's a more of a, a longer developing route, I'll take a quick five out of shotgun or a kind of a slower three um, and let it and let it work. I'm, I'm probably, if it's a deep over, I'm probably reading the boundary safety because we probably got a post uh, to the boundary too. So um, it depends on the concept. If it's more of a timing route, like I said, I'll, I'll hit that back foot and throw it on time. If not, I'm going to go through my progression and um, just kind of see what I see and, and go from there. Jarvis? Yeah, can, I'm just curious. Can you kind of walk us through, like, what's a regular game, like, week of game prep for you? Like, what's your kind of process through the week? Yeah, so it's been different um, at different schools. But at Northwestern, um, we'd come in on Sunday, uh, the day after the game, uh, come in early, um, get treatment, uh, go lift, and then we would meet and watch the film. Um, from the previous game. Um, and that's pretty much all I would do that day. And then maybe later that night, I'd take a peek at the the next opponent because Monday morning we come in and kind of do the initial initial game plan, um, just kind of the, the basic stuff. Um, so we come in Monday. Um, I'm always in the training room, so I'm, I'm getting treatment. I dealt with some injuries this year too, so – I was always getting treatment on my shoulder, which I messed up. I missed four games this year because I had an AC joint um, sprain. So um, was always in there for that. Um, and then Monday, yeah, Monday we would meet, kind of just go over like the pre preliminary stuff. Um, we'd meet with the O-line, go over our protection plan. Um, 
And then I'd, m Monday, I would really kind of dive into the tape a little bit more. I would usually just kind of start watch, scrolling through games, um, just kind of figuring out personnel, what their corners are, are looking like, um, D-line, who do I need to slide it to, um, who's, their, who's their best pass, pass rusher, stuff like that, who do they like to bring in blitzes, um, the, the coverage identity, that type of thing. Um, and then Tuesday – Tuesday, I'd get a little more specific into like um, some third down stuff. Um, what the, what they do on third and short, third and medium, third and long, third and extra long. We'd kind of get those percentages down um, and just figure that out. And then Wednesday, I'd kind of do some more third down stuff. Maybe some, I'd start looking at red zone, um, tight zone once you're close to the end zone, some backed up, some two minute. And then Thursday and Friday, I kind of just, circled back and started watching games and kind of once we had our game plan in more um i'd kind of go back and go by formation and see okay this formation they might do these three coverages or um this down and distance they do one of these two things so kind of like compartmentalizing that stuff really helped me throughout the week and um, thursday and friday i really just scrolled through games and um, just kind of had my game game plan in front of me just to kind of see like, oh, third and medium, we got this call against this defense. What am I going to do? What's going to what's going to be my read here? And um, and that's what really felt, made me feel prepared for the game. Well, I guess you got anything else there, Jarvis? Yeah, I was going to ask. You mentioned that you had that AC joint issue this year. And I'm curious, which injury was harder for you, the foot injury or the AC joint injury, considering the one's kind of more middle of the year-ish and one's more end of the year-ish? They were both hard, but I think the AC was really frustrating because um, I didn't have a great start to this season, this past season. Uh, the first couple of games weren't the way I wanted them to go, but I, I think that we were still kind of coming together as a team. Um, but then – the Minnesota game happened where we can't, we come back in the fourth quarter from a 21 point deficit with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And that, that was just a, a surreal moment. And that gave us the confidence to go into the rest of the season and, and play really well because um, we knew we could do it. Uh, but then the next week after that game, it's Penn state and we're actually, it's tied 10 to 10 at halftime with Penn state. And then the second half I come out and I get hurt and all that momentum just goes away for me. And I'm like, dang, like, and I didn't know when I was going to come back. People were talking about surgery and it's the same injury as Anthony Richardson who got surgery on it. He got the surgery. I didn't get the surgery. Um, so ended up only sitting out for four games, really five weeks because we had a bye week in there too. Um, but came back and was 4-0 and when I came back. And I think I put some of my best tape on film coming back from that injury with, with, um, with just a really, a really good group of guys. I mean, we were so confident those last four games and it was just so much fun. I mean, I don't think, I think my whole career kind of prepared me for that. I mean, being hurt and people might say, Oh, you might have some rust to shake off and you come back or whatnot. But I, I feel like I've been so experienced and been through so much that, Right away when we played Wisconsin, I think the first three drives we scored touchdowns the first game that I was back. So it was it was fun. 
I've got a couple more for you, but I kind of want to expand on that because you mentioned it's the same injury that Anthony Richardson had, and obviously he yeah. got surgery and shut it down for the for the year. Did you ever consider that? Was what was the kind of the process for deciding there? If you can talk about that, yeah, um, I considered it. Um, maybe if I was a guaranteed first rounder, then maybe I would have got it uh, and not risked it. But I think I still had a lot to prove. And um, I felt like if I can come back, put a couple more games on film with, uh, with a good, good play, um, I think that I could up my stock. And um, I definitely didn't have the start. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't start the season the way I wanted to with the first like two or three games. But those last four games are I would I would want any NFL team to go watch those last four games and how I came back from that injury and um, responded to all that. Um, and I think that's you will see the type of player that I am and um, the type of guy that you will get your squad if you if you want to go with me. So. Gotcha. And the last one I wanted to bring up, I noticed just looking through the roster page stuff, like all academic at Cincinnati, Eastern Michigan, obviously went to the Northwestern. Um, how how important uh, is academics to you and, and throughout your career? How did it, how important was it to you? Yeah, super important. Um, I actually finished my undergrad in three years at Cincinnati. I graduated both, both my degrees from Cincinnati. So I graduated. That was super important to me to graduate before I explored um, the portal. So I graduated in three years there, and then I started an MBA at Eastern Michigan, which I I did a year of an MBA there, and then I did a year and a half at Cincinnati. So I finished my MBA at Cincinnati. Um, and then at Northwestern, I'm still working on a certificate there. I've, I'm in one more class right now. It's just online. But, um, yeah, it's been super important for me. I mean, you get a scholarship, and why not take advantage of it? I mean, I think every – if you're in if you're in college for five years, you should be getting a master's degree. Honestly, like I don't see why not. Um, it's free, so I, I took advantage of that, and I'm I'm super thankful for it. So to expand on the point that you were talking about, go watch the last few games of the season. This is the last question we got for you, Ben. So we're not going to keep it too much longer. But yeah. the type of player that a team's getting. When you step in that locker room with Ben Bryant's in that locker room, who is that player? What is that player that these teams are getting? Yeah, you're getting a, a really confident guy. Um, I am not a, a rah-rah guy by any means. I I, I kind of stay to myself until I need to be. Um, I'll, I'll go out of my way and um, talk to people if I need to. Um, but you're going to get a competitor. You're going to get a guy who can put his body on the line. He'll do anything it takes to win. Just someone who who will do anything to win. I hate losing so much, and all I want to do is win. And I think I've shown that over the course of my career. Is I've won a lot of games. Um, I don't like to lose. So you're going to get a competitor and a leader, um, someone who's going to come and work every day um, and just be excited about the process and doing all the little things. And I'm also very coachable. I love to be coached by different people, and um, I just love to. Love the camaraderie of a team. Love to meet different people and um, from all different types of backgrounds, cultures, and whatnot. So um, I think I'm, I'm a great asset. And uh, if you pick me, I mean, um, don't regret it. Excellent stuff. Good stuff there, Ben. 
And uh, that's going to do it for the sick podcast with Draft Vogel. Ben Bryant, quarterback Northwestern, wrapped up his week of the Hula Bowl to be drafted. I think there's a pro- probably a pretty good shot. So, uh, Shane, thank you to everybody that was listening. Thank you uh, for uh, Ben also doing our first live episode. Thank you for that as well. Uh, Shane, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Let's get out of here. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Draft Vogel on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.